It is the day before the draft, and we are getting you ready here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and I'm going to go over my big board with you. I've constructed my top 92 players that I've ranked in this draft class and how I think that they'll play out as far as their their uh, talents with the Steelers. We'll go over those rankings, how it plays into potential draft strategy, and where I think the Steelers could get their best chances at some of these really good players that are in this or the earlier rounds. All that and more right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And now, I know I've had a lot of people request, Chris, what's your big board? Where you got guys ranked? I've talked a lot about it and I've had a big board that I've had in the back. I've tried to make it prettier just to make it better for the show but I kind of just gave up on that because I've been going back and forth and moving so many guys around and I've been doing so many other things I haven't had time to make it look real pretty but I have taken the screenshots from the spreadsheet that I created and we're going to go over where I think the biggest moves that the Steelers can make in these early rounds now for the record I, I said 91 I actually ranked a 92 but I couldn't get the 92nd one to appear in the screenshot that'll come on the show point being I, I wanted to go over 90 as far as players that I have that I at least like looked at. Um, and so that way we'd have a lot of different options to pick through for the Steelers to pick not just 17, but also 32, 49, and 80 in the third round. So what we're gonna do on this show is I'm gonna go over my rankings. You can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can look at the look at it, but I will also describe it for our audio listeners, uh, what we're looking at as far as uh the breakdowns on my big board. So uh, if you want to get a chance at that. Do take your time to kind of like pause whenever you see it if you want to like go over and kind of like look at the big board yourself but um i want to point this out too just a quick just a quick thing i am not i don't declare to be a draft expert i study guys but there's there's a lot of people that put a lot more time into this than i did because i'm doing you know you know me i'm locked on steelers i'm channel 11 i'm post pittsburgh post gazette i'm doing a lot of pit things uh, i've got a pit thing to be at thursday morning before the draft so uh you know me. I have a lot of different hats that I wear. So I, my big board isn't. I'm not going to say it's the gospel or the the absolute truth. You're probably going to see some rankings. You're like, I think this guy's better than that guy. Bear with me. I was putting this together as for as far as a measuring stick that we could use on this show and kind of go over it so that we can kind of keep track of where players are, where I think that they'll fall, and what the Steelers uh, should be looking at if players, certain players, do fall far enough. But Without further ado, let's get right into it. Here is my big board that I, for at least the top 25 picks. And I figured this is a safe range to consider for players between if the Steelers wanted to trade up or if the Steelers wanted to uh, take a take a picker player at 17 or if they traded down into the mid-20s, top 25 players as far as where I rank them. Now, looking at these players, uh, if you're watching on YouTube – uh, they are if they're highlighted in red, that means they're players that a are a non-target like quarterbacks or or b uh, they're red because I don't think that they'll have a chance of getting those guys. So 
Uh, and then if, if they're lighted up in blue, that means they're guys I think that they most likely have to trade up to get because I think that there will be too many other teams going after that player. Um, and if they're not if they're not any color, that just means I think that 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 player that player has a decent chance to fall down to where the Steelers are at, and that they don't might not necessarily have to trade up to get that player. Um, also, as far as if you're looking if you're looking at this, if the player is in bold, that means that. Uh, they were a top thirty visit for the Steelers. If they're an if they're italicized, that means that the Steelers the Steelers top brass, meaning Tomlin, Omar Khan, you know that the main crew made it to their pro day, and we. We, we, we do that because and also they're bold and italicized if the team, you know, if they were top 30 visit and they were uh, had a pro day visit. But we do that just to measure because it's often important to know, like, hey, how closely did the Steelers look at X player? But let's go through my rankings here if you're listening on audio. So top three players, I have the quarterbacks, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, just get them off the board. I'm just, I'm, I'm ranking them there. I think all of them are very talented. We'll see how far they go. The first position player that I have on the board there is Jalen Carter. I ranked it four on my big board and I have him in blue because I think that, you know, with all the rumors flowing around, he could be a guy that drops down to the bottom of the top 10. And if he falls down to nine, I do think the Steelers would at least consider looking at him there. So that's why I put him in blue. I don't think he's a likelihood at all. After after Jalen Carter at five, I got Will Anderson Jr. Uh, he's a, he's also in red, uh, as well as Tyree Wilson, who's my seven, Bijan Robinson at 10, and Will Levis at 11. So those are all the red players who I think that we uh, you can pretty much cast, this, cast them aside. I don't think the Steelers are taking those guys. Everyone else I put in everyone else in blue is Devin Witherspoon, who I have ranked sixth, uh, Broderick Jones, who I have ranked eighth, Christian Gonzalez, who I have ranked ninth, and then Peter Skaronsky at 12 and Paris Johnson Jr. at 13. Now, a reminder with this big boy, this is not the order that I think that they're going to go in. This is just how I rank these players from watching the tape, reading the notes, comparing my notes with other people that I trust and saying this is how I value these different players. So. Let's look at these trade-up candidates, and specifically, let's let's skip past Jalen Carter and Devin Witherspoon because they're in my top six, and I just I think it's going to be too hard to trade up to get those specific guys. But Broderick Jones, I have ranked at eight because I think that he's the best offensive tackle in this class, and I really and it's really interesting to me to see that he that in some people have him falling down into the mid-teens, and if he does, that is where I think the Steelers are trading up to get him. So again, he's not going to go eighth. It just means that. I think that he should be valued at that spot. And if the Steelers see him slip down to an area where they think that they can make a comfortable trade up, he is an absolute go get him type of guy. And I have Christian Gonzalez, Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson Jr. also in, in that category. I think all of them are, are of that and more reasonable to be reached there. The question will be, what will it take? Now, yesterday with Alan Saunders, we went over this. We went over all the different trade possibilities, nine through – we, we skipped 13 because the Packers traded into that spot, and I doubt that they're going to trade out of it now. But nine with the Bears, 10 with the Eagles, 11 with the Titans, 12 with the Texans, 14 with the Patriots. Those are the, those are the ones you want to get to before 15 – uh, when the Jets have their pick and the Jets are a team that I think would would take a top offensive tackle if he was sitting there. So that being said, that's where I think the Steelers get aggressive in this round. But if they don't want to get aggressive, let's say that, I, that let's let's say all those guys go off the board, the guys who I have in red and in blue, the guys who I have that I think reasonably could fall to the Steelers start with Nolan Smith at 14, Joey Porter Jr. at 15. 
Jackson Smith and Jigma, I just rank it 16. I think he's going to go much higher than that. I think he's going to go maybe even top 10 because he is really talented. But I just I value a lot of these other skill position players along with him. I think that he's going to be very talented. But I also think several of these other players are going to be very talented. I also have Lucas Van Ness, Quentin Johnson, Miles Murphy, and then Kalijah Kansi I have rounding out at, at the 20 spot there. Um, and then we start to get into tight ends and receivers with Dalton Kincaid, Jordan Addison, Michael Meyer, uh, Brian Branch, and Darnell Wright. So Darnell Wright's my 25th pick, and you've heard me talk for the past few days or so. I just think that this that that he's he's in a position where the, the stuff that I've read and it kind of co- coincides with things that I've seen of Darnell Wright. I'm not sold that he's going to be the ultimate pick that the steel that 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 you that, that Steelers fans might want him to be if they took him at offensive tackle. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off on that. But that's just where I have him. That's why I have him ranked at 25. There still an acceptable pick if you're sitting there, but maybe probably not the most optimal pick there. And I, I and Nolan Smith at 14 there I have ranked there. Jeremy Fowler, who used to be a Steelers beat writer for ESPN, where Brooke Pryor's predecessor at, at, at that company. Um, he came out and he said on 93.7 the fan yesterday he was like hey i really think that uh the nolan smith is, is if there's a dark horse for the steelers he is it because they really he think that he thinks they really like him and he thinks that there's a chance that they're primed to take him if he falls that far now the question is will nolan smith fall that far I don't think he will. I think that someone's going to take the jump at him. Might be the Falcons, might be somebody who needs an edge after the first two edges go. And I think that's going to be uh, the biggest challenge there. So uh, that being said, that's where I have the first round picks valued at. And I went over a bunch of names there. But again, you look at that 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 drop off the Paris Johnson Jr., my last offensive tackle at 13. That then the next guy is Darnell Wright at 25. That is why. You heard me talk about Jim Wexel. Me talk about Alan Saunders. The possibility of a trade up is very real because I see them wanting to get one of those tackles, knowing that there's a steep drop off in this tackle class, and uh, comparing it to cornerback, which we'll go to show you in a little bit. That there are cornerbacks that are going to come right behind Darnell Wright that I think are going to be totally acceptable there, and I also don't think that it's going to be nearly as steep of a drop off going from those second round corners to the third round guys. But we'll get to more of those guys that we think the Steelers could take at 32, as well as guys that could fall to 32, because that's always important to keep track of. But before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is, of course, the number one protein bar in America, where you can get all all the delicious treat, all the taste, without the fat and without the calories. How do they do it? Well, they're Built Bar. They, they've had a lot of chance. They've had a lot of the time testing out all these different flavors, and they have so many flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, and they just released a peanut peanut butter puff flavor where you get to taste sweet peanut butter, just straight peanut butter coming in with a chocolate covered with chocolate covered bar. And of course the, the creamy center, that's what makes, that's what makes them so awesome. And you're getting this easy snack, a protein bar, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, but packing 17 grams of protein. You don't want to wait around to get a box because trust me, these, these are, these are going fast and there's new flavors coming out all the time. And it's a limited, it's a limited time sale for some of these flavors to see how fast that they go so you can either order them at built.com or you can head to your nearest walmart today walk into the pharmacy section grab yourself a box of built bars or pick up a bar of a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate coconut puffs they also have boxes at sam's club where you can grab 13 bar boxes of all the different hit flavors there built bar america's number one protein bar
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's keep it going here with my big board. So, again, if you wanted to look at my big board again, just real quick for the first 25 picks, these are the guys that I have listed here. Uh, Joy Porter Jr., uh, one of those guys that I have ranked at 15. I think that he's still a real possibility. But, again, I just think the Steelers might be prioritizing that offensive tackle position and might be willing to trade up. Uh, Mike Tomlin seems very chipper. Uh, uh, when he's when we've been talking to him, even since owners meetings. So I think that's going to be interesting. But let's look at the next group of guys. And I I, 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 I uh, set this out from 26 to 58. So this is a little bit larger of a group. Um, but from 26 to 58, these are the guys that I have ranking on it. 26, I have Zay Flowers, the wide receiver of Boston College. Recently, I think it was Todd McShay or Mel Kuyper, forget which one, but ESPN mocked Zay Flowers to the Steelers. I, I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. I think that they'd be happy with some of these later round wide receivers, uh, but I still have him ranked there because I've seen Zay Flowers play, and man, he is explosive and dangerous. But other guys here, Brian Brzee, the defensive lineman out of Clemson, Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia, and John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota. All three of them, top 30 visits. Uh, two of them, and Brian Brzee and Darnell Washington, also were a top brass visit. And I'm telling you, if either of those guys are sitting there at 32, I'd be very intrigued to see if the Steelers made the move to get one of those guys. I think Brian Brzee would be automatic. Like, they're just walking up and being like, yep, that's the guy. But – Darnell Washington, there's some people that feel like he could be a, he's not as polished and he could be later in, he could be later in the second. Maybe and, and maybe if Brian Brzee is gone and Darnell Washington's sitting there, maybe they're sitting and saying, you know what, we can we can still trade down and maybe get him at 35 or, or 40 or something like that before the 49th pick if they swap picks with another team and scoop up another third round pick. But John Michael Schmitz, another guy that I have ranked at 29, I think he'd be fine, a fine pick at 32 because I think that he could be a perennial center moving forward. Um, after that, Emmanuel Forbes. Um, at 30, and this is where I, I start to see a run in cornerbacks here just with my talent, Emmanuel Forbes, Julius Brents, Deontay Banks, as I've talked about on the show with Alan Saunders, uh, ranking these cornerbacks. I put Banks behind Forbes and Brents because I love Forbes' ball skills. And I love Julius Brents' ability to mirror receivers, his footwork, how he turns and runs, how he puts his whole package together as far as being being a cornerback. I think that he could be – I think he has more going for him to be in lockdown corner than Deontay Banks. Now, I think Deontay Banks is a better athlete, but again, it doesn't matter if you're a better athlete if you don't have the right traits to play cornerback. Um, and I think Deontay Banks has – the right traits to play cornerback. I just think Julius Brents has more of those right traits. But then after those guys, Deontay Banks at 32, that's where I have Keanu Benton, Jack Campbell, Dewan Jones, Osiris Torrance, then Mazai Smith and Trenton Simpson. And I think it's it's interesting to see Keanu Benton, another top 30 visit there. Uh, Osiris Torrance, top 30 visit. But several of these guys I just named all were visited by the top brass during their pro days. Jack Campbell at Iowa. Remember, the Steelers' top brass went to that. Dewan Jones, Ohio, Ohio State. The Steelers always go to Ohio State. Same thing for Michigan with Mazai Smith. Uh, same thing for Clemson with Trenton Simpson. And then at 39, you got Kelly Ringo, Georgia. Same thing there as well. So you look at that list there. Emmanuel Forbes, I believe, was supposed to be a top 30 visit, and then something got in the way. But from 27 all the way down to 39 in my rankings. The only player that's not either a top 30 visit or a person that the top brass of the Steelers 
uh, who had that who, who was visited on their pro day from the top brass. The only player that doesn't qualify for that is Emmanuel Forbes, who I still think would be a very fine pick here. And this gives you the range of what I think the Steelers could really be looking at in the second round. And this is where. You know, you have to evaluate what would the Steelers, you know, which one of these players would the Steelers not budge for, or, or would they not trade the pick out for? Like, you know what? That's just the guy. You know, something that Jim Wexel talks about. He like he doesn't want to. He doesn't like trading down because he likes he, he likes to be able to get Hall of Famers. He wants to get his guy, and that's just the strategy that he thinks that is is the best strategy. And it doesn't mean it's the Steelers strategy. It doesn't mean it's Omar Khan strategy, Randy Wiles, or Mike Tomlin's. It's just the way that he thinks. I'm of the opinion that. I agree. If it's absolutely my guy, if this is the guy that I've been dreaming that could be a Pittsburgh Steeler and I'm the GM, yeah, I stay put and take him unless someone offers me a ridiculous deal. And I mean a ridiculous like Herschel Walker. And I guess at 32, you're not going to get the Herschel Walker trade for that pick. But um, but I'm saying ridiculous, like someone would have to trade down not too far in the second round and then recoup a third and a fourth there or a second and a fourth uh, there it's somehow uh, you know uh, so that we that way you're still keeping as many day two picks maybe p- picking up an extra one and then getting an early day three pick as well um so point being those are those are the guys that i have listed there as possible second round guys at, at 32 but then it's also interesting to see where does this where does this now work into for 49 and also the trade down spot because mike tom and omar khan as we've talked about they've been not just hinting they've been broadcasting that the Steelers are considering a trade down here at 32. And uh, it doesn't guarantee that it's going to happen, but it does mean that they're going to explore it. And I think explore it expeditiously. And so also keep an eye on for those, for these guys, because anyone that's on this list right now, and I'll go over more of them in a minute here. Um, I think any one of these guys could also be targets for them if they trade down and they pick again before 49. So um, that's why the second round, I think, can be really interesting. After uh, Kelly Ringo at 39, I have Josh Downs, wide receiver out of out of North Carolina, Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina, center Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin at 42, Felix Anudike Ozoma. uh, from Kansas State, the edge rusher there, Diane Henley, the Washington State linebacker at 44, Keon White, the edge rusher slash defensive lineman from Georgia Tech at 45. Then I have Drew Sanders at 46, Anton Harrison at 47. I know some people are going to say, wait a second, I think Anton Harrison is a lot higher than that. I think he could be, but I think he is too much of a high floor, low ceiling type of player. I think that he is going to be, I think if the Steelers get him, they're going to get basically a shorter version of Chooks, and that's fine but i also think that that if you're drafting in these in one of these spots you want more of a dynamic run block or a dynamic pass block i think anton harrison has the potential to be very solid across the board and extremely reliable i just don't know if he's going to be the X factor on the offensive line. That's why I have him ranked much lower. But after Anton Harrison, Tyreek Stevenson, a cornerback at Miami, a solid corner, uh, BJ Ojulari, uh, edge rusher from LSU at 49, at a uh, at a the edge rusher from Northwestern at 50, Will McDonald, the fourth at 51, uh, and then Luke Musgrave, the next tight end on my board at 52. Um, and then of course we have more guys working out here, back-to-back TCU guys, Trevius Hodges, Tomlinson, and then Steve Avila with Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M at 55, Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee at 56, Cody Mock, 
uh, the next offensive tackle at 57, and right behind him, Matthew Bergeron. Now, of course, Cody Mock could also be an interior offensive lineman. A lot of people think that's that's where he fits down here. But again, now you're going down to 58. That's the range I, of players I think the Steelers could get if you go from like 40 to 58. Those are the players I think could reasonably fall to 49, and the Steelers be very happy with here. And you know, some names that pop out at me here, you know. Joe Tipman. If you didn't get John Michael Schmitz, if you got, you know, if you were able to get, you know, uh, you know, your top offensive tackle and a cornerback or a cornerback and then a linebacker, and you're still waiting for your center, and he's sitting there at forty at forty nine. I think Joe Tipman is a heck of a pick because he's also big, he's athletic, um, and, and I think that he's another type of center that could be a legacy center for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. And he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to start right away. He can come off the bench. But he's going to be a big player, I think, in the very near future uh, and a big part of building building out that picket fence for Kenny Pickett to protect him and, of course, plow the road for Najee Harris. We've gone through our second round, guys. We're going to start exploring our third round, guys, and all and, and the next round of guys on my big board from 59 all the way down to 91 on where, where I think guys land. Stick with us here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We'll be right back going, finishing off my big board for the players the Steelers should consider from their 17th, 32 32nd, 49th, and 80th pick in this year's NFL Draft. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's keep rolling here with my big board talk here. Um, I I think it's going to be interesting to see where some of these guys slip out to going back at some of the guys I was talking about uh, that could be at 58, you know, there's no guarantee that any of these guys are going to go there. I also think I'm, I realize I, I, I put Will McDonald 51. I'm going to bump him a lot higher because I made this list like about like two months ago and he's much better. So I, I should have put him, I moved, I did a lot of moving around and he was one player that I forgot to move around on my big board. I'd probably bump him up into the low, into the the high twenties going into the thirties as far as Will McDonald. So I apologize for that inaccuracy there on my part. Uh, That was just me forgetting to move him along with all the other players that I've moved around over the past two months or so with this. But Let's continue here going over the next group of guys. And this is where I think it could also get very interesting because you get you get from 59 to 91. And this is where the Steelers could be looking at how they want to handle the 80th overall pick. Now, uh, let's start. Let's let's start from the top here of these of these next guys. Uh, Chandler Zavala, a guard from NC State, a top 30 visit for the Steelers. So maybe someone that they consider. Uh, Izzy Abanaconda, the running back out of Pitt. I don't think there's any chance that they're taking him, but I think that he is a very talented running back who could go in the second or third round this year. Um, then there's DJ Turner, in the corner out of Michigan. Then this is where I have Hendon Hooker, and this is no diss to Hendon Hooker. I just think with his injury and his age, I I don't value him as high in this draft class, but that's just me. I could be wrong, but he could also be again, as Mike Tomlin talked about on, on, uh, on Monday, he talked about the possibility of the Steelers trading, uh, the Steelers trading with someone who wants to trade up to get him. If he falls out the first round, there's a lot of smoke right now from different teams. And hookers a first rounder. He's a second rounder. He wouldn't have been a first rounder if it wasn't for all the quarterbacks this year, all that stuff. I still think 62, uh, back end of the second round, that's a that's a great spot for him. I also think that he's just comparing Tim to a lot of the skill players. That's where I put him. But after him, I got Clark Phillips the third, cornerback out of Utah. I really like Clark Phillips. I think that he's a talented guy. I just did the Steelers did you know didn't visit him with a top brass guy, and they didn't bring him in for a top thirty. 
that's where that, that I, you know, that's where I look at it. I'm like, I just don't think that he's going to be a Steelers guy. Um, after him, Nathaniel Dell, uh, wide receiver out of Houston, Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse, Nick Herbig, the edge rusher from Wisconsin. And there I have Andre Carter uh, right after him out of Army. Andre Carter to me is an interesting prospect because being an Army, he has great, I think, physical traits that haven't been filled out yet because he's training for the Army. He's not training for the NFL. And I think if he committed to a full lifestyle around being an NFL player, he could be really good. But with that question mark, that's why I have him a little bit lower. But he could be a steal of a pick if he's floating around at this part, around part of the draft still. Then after Andre Carter, Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama. We were talking about him earlier in the draft process, as far as like you know, about a month ago or so, because we didn't know what the Steelers were doing at safety. They've signed Keanu Neal. I don't think that they're necessarily going for a safety. But after Jordan Battle is an interesting player who I think should be on the watch list to see if he drops to 80 because I think that he could be an interesting interesting pick. And that's Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. The Steelers brought him in for a top 30 visit. I really like Cedric Tillman. I think that he's a very talented player. I think he's a guy who could definitely fill, fill in there and be a be a player who um who the Steelers take at 80 and be very happy that they feel like they got a steal of a wide receiver who fell all that way. Don't know if he will, but again, the possibilities here and just and they, they're all over the place because draft day can get really wild and players that you think that were going in the first or second round could fall all the way to the fourth or fifth. Happens all the time. Then after that, Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, edge rusher, Byron Young, another edge guy from Tennessee. Then I have Jameer Gibbs of Alabama. Again, I, he might go very high. I just don't value him as much as Izzy, but that's just that's just me. Uh, Jimmy Robinson at 73. And then I have Caillou Blue Kelly, who we've talked about before on this show, a guy who's had con- you know connections with Mike Tomlin, a guy who they liked at the Senior Bowl, who I like personally as a cornerback, but I think he's a third-round guy if, if the Steelers are taking him. Uh, then you have Edge Tui Tuipoloto, who was a top-30 visit for the Steelers. Um, tight end Sam Laporta from Iowa. And then 70, at 77 is Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State, who I really liked at the Senior Bowl. I think he'd be a really good route running wide receiver for the Steelers if picked in the third round. Another guy that could work out there. Then KJ Henry out of Clemson at 78. Darius Rush at the cornerback out of South Carolina at 79. Another, I think, a cornerback that even if you got one in the earlier rounds, he's a good double dip pick here to reinforce your cornerback room for the next four or five years at least so that you get some two young guys in there who can learn together under Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, and Akella Witherspoon, and that someday they become the flag bearers of the cornerbacks. Then at 80, Luke Weipler, who Jim Wexel mentioned, the Ohio State Center, he said he liked how he handled Keanu Benton, and he did handle Keanu Benton pretty well in, in the game that they matched up with recently. But um, I just I look at Luke Weipler, I think he's – if we're comparing him to the other two centers, I think he's a step down from them, but still a more than acceptable one. And if you're sitting there at third round and you feel like he's the best player on the board, that's where you take him. But then is the really interesting pick, and that's Gervin Dexter, uh, who almost was on a Steelers top 30 visit. I believe it was it was canceled for some reason, but his measurables, and I talked uh, you know, I've I've talked about about him before. I think that he could be a sneaky third round pick because of his measurables, his size, um, how he's able to play 
play play again. I think he needs to fill himself out a little bit more. I think he needs to get more consistent. But Brandon Olson, who hosts Locked On Gators, covers Florida. He's saying a lot of praises about him, saying he has an insanely high ceiling. Uh, but it's just frustrating sometimes that he gives up on t- plays that he's double teamed. Uh, but also, he said that that might have been because he was just out there for so many snaps and sometimes that might have been him conserving his energy in that situation either way Gerben Dexter not a guy taking the second round but third round that could be a, a sneaky good defensive lineman ad for the Steelers then I have Marvin Mims wide receiver at Oklahoma Dorian Williams out of Tulane like the way he hits and runs at 83 then Jonathan Mingo big bodied wide receiver from Mississippi at 84 I think he'd be a heck of a pick for the Steelers at uh at 80th overall wouldn't take him much earlier, but I, I think that I, I think that at 80, there's a sweet spot for him there. Then rounding out the last guys, like if you if, if everything else is, is is not going your way and you see these guys here, Jalen Duncan, uh, offensive tackler in Maryland, Sidney Brown, safety out of Syracuse. That put him at 86. Wanya Morris, tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, Mojo Ojo, Moro Ojomo, excuse me, defensive lineman out of Texas. Zach Harrison, Ohio State at 89. Jair Brown, at Penn State, safety out of Penn State at 90. Then Charlie Jones, wide receiver, and the top 30 visit, just like Jonathan Mingo, um, at 91. My 92 player is Siaki Ika. And I know some people are going to be saying, like, Chris, you're ranking him way too low. Man, I was just, I saw his measurables in the, in the draft, brought in the combine, and I was just like, hmm. I don't like guys that test very poorly. I, I think that there's and, and you know it could be wrong, could be completely off there. But just me, I, I think that uh, that 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 would be something like you know what? I'd rather take a defensive lineman who was big, but also was 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 fighting to, to make sure to show that hey, I'm an athletic threat as well as a size threat on the field. But again, this is the range that I think that you're working with of guys that could slip down to the Steelers at 80 and guys who could be really good fits for the Steelers at 80. And look at the positions that are popping up here. You still got a cornerback. You still got an edge. You still got wide receivers, multiple wide receivers. So I think we very good fits here, multiple cornerbacks here. Um, so I think that again, this shows the Steelers might not need to jump so hard at a, at a wide receiver playmaker in the first or second round. They might not need to jump so hard at, at cornerback uh, and still get those guys. If you feel like the guy falls to you, that's, that's great, but don't necessarily reach for them because there are guys who I think are really solid picks who could be sitting there in the third round. That's just, again, my value and where I think that the Steelers could get those guys. Now, I just I know I threw a lot of names at you guys. I know I put this all together, and I, but I wanted to get this out there. Uh, I hope that this was a help to people who are looking at and ranking and considering guys. I know that there's probably a lot of people that disagree with some of my rankings, but hey, that's just part of what the draft season is. We all rank things differently, but I, I hope that this was helpful as far as understanding where I see guys, some, some players and different names and where they could fall in different rounds, especially for the first two days of the NFL draft, because those are the, going to be the essential picks for the Steelers as they now have four picks in the top 83 and the top 50, and it could be more, could be less depending on how they trade up or trade down in the NFL draft. Thanks again for checking out the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. And check out the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday right here on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube if you're watching us there. Like and subscribe to this channel uh, if you're uh, if you're enjoying it there. We're going to be back tomorrow f- getting you for ready for the day of the draft. Jenna Harner is going to join us. We're going to talk a lot about final projections. I think I'm going to try to get put together a full first 
first round mock just so you can follow along with me maybe make picks similarly similarly to me and see how see how we all do but we'll do all that tomorrow i hope this show has been helpful we'll see you again thursday on draft day when we finally learn who the steelers pick will be in the first round of the 2023 nfl draft